Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. I want to draw your attention to Judges chapter 6 today. And uh, if you're wanting to be hip and you want to be in style, you can get one of these if you would like. So we're making a statement. So it's got our name, Palace Praise, our logo that is on there that uh, Sister Nicole was so great and did an excellent job on our logo. I think it looks beautiful. She did an excellent job. So it's on our mask. So you can be a little walking billboard for the Palace of Praise. So if you want to get one of those, they're out there. You can see Sister Sparks there and get you one and you can be hip with everybody else. These are an exclusive, folks. Okay. So remember that. So exclusives usually cost you a lot more. So keep that in mind, all right? So Judges chapter 6, again, so glad to have all of you here. Uh, I'm going to be uh, today talking about a story that is very familiar to all of us, but there were some things in this that when I was praying, the Lord gave me, and it fits our very moment in which we live. Um, I'm looking at verse number 11 to start in, again, Judges chapter 6. There came an angel of the Lord. How many would like to be visited by an angel? Maybe not. Guess what? I live with an angel every day. And sat under an oak, which was an Orpha, that pertained unto Joaz the Abizite, and his son Gideon. Now, I don't know if you pay close attention to what's going on right here. He threshed wheat by the wine press to hide it from the Midianites. He, pre- he threshed the wheat by the wine press to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. <laughs> and Gideon said unto him, O oh my Lord, <laughs> if the Lord be with me, us, why then is all this befallen us? Anybody asked that question in the last few weeks and months? <laughs> I've asked that same question. So I think I'm in good company because he was called a mighty man of valor. And if I've been asking the same question, then hey, maybe we were both, all right? Okay, that's just the way I think. And where be all his miracles, God's miracle, which our fathers, which our fathers, now he's going back and referring to the past. Now this is important to you get because I'm going to make a connection in a minute. Our fathers told us of saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. And the Lord looked upon him and said, go in this thy might and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? And he said unto him, Oh, my Lord. There he goes again. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Haven't you been saying that a lot? Wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold. Now, this is, it's almost deja vu to some other things we've heard in the word of God. Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh. Everybody say Manasseh. That's another key in this portion of Scripture. Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. Now then, it's almost like God just kind of ignores everything he said. And he says, 
Surely I will be with thee. He doesn't even acknowledge that he's put all these excuses out. He doesn't say, now let me just kind of somehow reason away all of your excuses. God doesn't even mess with his stupid excuses. Because God's not going to lower himself to try to explain why he just called him what he called him. So he just ignores what he says and says, okay, all right, you can be stupid if you want to, but here's the real message. Surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. As one man. Now, how many of you in the last few weeks or months, you've had some fear or anxiety in your life? Any? Whatever it may be. Your job, you was worried maybe that things wasn't going to go well and we're going to have to do something here. You know what? Fear and anxiety doesn't make you a bad person. It makes you a human. Well, I had some anxiety. Well, join the crowd. Oh, wait a minute. God is perfect peace and we shouldn't have anything. We, as long as we walk in here, we're going to battle with attitudes, emotions, spirits. Can I hear an amen? So here we've all been kind of battling and worrying and stuff. So I've got a message for you today from the Lord, and here it is. God wants to change some of us. You ready for the sermon? He wants to change us from this. From a warrior to a warrior. From a warrior who's worrying about everything to a warrior who's on a mission from God. I believe the church and the apostolic movement has been paralyzed by fear and worry when God is calling us to be warriors and not warriors. Now then, for all of you people that are always just worrying about everything, you may want to make sure you highlight this in your Bible so you can read it over and over and over again. Because my God is not a God of fear. My God is a God of faith. Can I get a witness in the house today? Oh, hallelujah. Oh, God, help us today, Lord, in handling your word. Thank you, God, for the precious saints of God, every guest that is in this house. Lord, direct me in handling this word. God, help their minds, Lord, to receive the word. Help their hearts to be open, God, that the seed can fall in there, Lord, and you can water it with your spirit. Help us today as we've entered this house, God, worrying about things. We will leave this house, God, warriors in the kingdom of God, fighting on the side of right. Lord, lead us, God, where you want us to be. In the precious name of Jesus, I ask. And everybody said amen. Amen. And you may be seated. There's so much in this story today, and by the help of God, I hope he will help me. I, I tell you what, I've been battling lots physically in my body, but it's so interesting to me that God's been strengthening me and helping me. And one of the things God's been helping me with is with my memory. Now, now I know what my wife's name is. It's not like, hey, you, come here. I'm still having problem with my kids' names because I'll look at one and call him the wrong one. Hi, Damien. Oh, you're Devin. No, Darrell. No. De one good thing about it is I still have kept their gender correct. So I've never called any of the boys Darlisha, Danielle, or Devana. So I've been able to keep that right. But my memory hasn't worked real well. But I've noticed over the last few weeks how God is helping me and touching me. 
But I believe it's because God has a work for us to do. And we're going to have to be on our A game and we're going to have to be sharp. I believe God's done lots of great things for some of you in this house today. But some of us have been paralyzed by worry. Some of us are worry worts. Always worried about everything. I want you to look at the context of our story today. If you go back to chapter 5, you're going to find the story that most everybody in this house knows about. Deborah, Barak, and they have just won a mighty victory over Sisera. They've just killed Sisera. And when you look at verse 31 of that chapter, the very last phrase says this, and there was peace in the land of Israel for, and the, and the land had rest 40 years. 40 years they had rest. Now that's the very last verse of chapter 5. Verse 1 of chapter 6 in which we're going to read our context. 40 years later, all of a sudden it starts out with, and the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord gave them into the hand of Midian seven years. <laughs> now God's saying, okay, now you've done some things. Now I've given you 40 years of peace. But your peace is predicated on the decisions you make. The choices you make. It's not once saved, always saved, but you've got to continue, continually maintain things in God. Can I get a witness in the house? So it's so interesting here. Now we're going to our story. So God now is uh, going to appear to one of the people that is a part of the children of Israel. He shows up to Gideon. So here he is. Now he shows up at Gideon. You've got to get your mind around this thing. This is crazy. When you look at all of the, the visual that is, that is being written here in the narrative of the Word of God, it's kind of weird. So the angel Lord shows up. Now here is Gideon. He's out behind the wine press. Now what's, what's the big deal about that? Number one is a wine press was actually a vat. It was a big old vat that was built. They would put the grapes in there and then, uh, this is kind of gross, but then the people then would get in and with their feet smash all the grapes and smash all the juice out of that stuff. That just makes me want to drink. I tell you, I would have never had any problem with alcohol, man. I'm telling you right now. The wine wouldn't have bothered me when I think of it just came from between their toes. Yuck. And who knows what else came from between their toes. But anyway, I move on. So here we are, all this wine vat. So it's a big old vat that is here. Now then, here's Gideon. He's going to be threshing the wheat. What is the threshing of the wheat? That's when we would take and throw that wheat into the air. The wind, everybody says the wind. The wind would blow and assist in the separation of the chaff and the wheat. Wait a minute, there's a problem here. He's behind the wine press. He's hiding behind this big huge vat to do what he's doing. Now then, do you understand what's going on? His location is because of his fear and worry. He's hiding behind the wine vat because fear or worry of what the enemy is going to do, or you ready? Or what the enemy is going to steal from him causes him to be located in this location. Now, his fear drove him to this location, and his location is hindering his work. Why? Most of the time, the threshing floor was a beat-down piece of dirt, or they would put wood, and it would be out in the clearing. Why? So they could have an easy flow of air. 
because they needed more wind to separate the wheat and the chaff. Here he is hiding, so now his location is creating issues for the job. You hearing me? The job that he's needing to get done. Now then, he's out there threshing. And all of a sudden, an angel Lord shows up. And he shows up, and here he is. And the angel Lord looks at him and says, You mighty man of valor. You guys getting the visual here? He's hiding behind the wine vat. Because he's afraid of what the enemy is going to do. And here God shows up through the angel and says, You mighty man of valor. And he's like, I'm sure Gideon's like this. Is there somebody else here that I don't see? Are you talking to me? You're talking to me? Mighty man of valor, can't you see I'm over here hiding? My very location and where I am right now and even what I'm doing is all being predicated on the fact that I am scared and I am afraid. Are you ready? My past has driven me behind this wine press. My past has driven me behind the wine press. But the angel says, you mighty man of valor. Wait a minute. How is it that he's looking at this man and saying, you mighty man of valor? Because God was not seeing Gideon where he was in the present, but what God's plans had for him in the future. In the present, Fear had driven him, driven him behind the wine press. But in the eyes of God, God saw him as a warrior. Not a warrior, but a warrior for the kingdom of God. God saw something that Gideon could not see. So here it is. God is here speaking into his life what he needs to know to be what God wants him to be in the future. He cannot be controlled by fear or worry and become what God wants him to become. He's got to be loosed from that spirit of fear so he can become the warrior God wants him to become. That's so interesting now. He starts to make excuses. And so now he's going away. What you don't understand now. See, I, my family's a very poor family in Man Man Manasseh. Yeah, a very poor family in Manasseh. And guess what? I'm the lowest of all of my family. I am the one with the least income. I'm the one with the least everything. Lowest IQ. I don't have anything. Leave me alone. It's basically what he's saying. But wait a minute. In the first eight verses of chapter 6. Only one verse does not mention this word, Israel. Everybody say Israel. Israel. Twice in verse 8 the word Israel. Eight times in the first eight verses of chapter 6, right before we get down to this, we find the word Israel. Over and over in this chapter, we see God, both God and those that are around and through the word of God is mentioned Israel, Israel, and Israel. Why is that important? Here's exactly why it's important. He says, I'm from Manasseh. Oh, you're from Manasseh? Excuse me a minute. Who's your daddy? Where did you come from? Wait a minute. You're of the family of Manasseh. Then who, let's trace back up your family history. Where did you come from? Oh, Jacob was your father, right? Yeah. What happened to Jacob? Jacob was all full of fear. 
He was paralyzed by fear. Why? Because he was about to have to meet his brother. He was paralyzed because I'm about to have to meet my brother and he's going to give me a bottom whooping. He's about to beat me up and kill my whole family and wipe me out. Here I am being controlled. And why he's being controlled by fear, another angel comes down and visits this man named Jacob. And when Jacob is done that day, instead of him being a deceiver, his name now is changed, or his identity is now changed to God prevails. God changed the identity of Jacob. So when he says, I'm from the family of Manasseh, get your history right, Bubba. You're already have from a family that God has already given a different identity to. Oh, my God has already named your whole family. God will prevail. Oh, some of you got to get your mind around this. Some of you are saying, I can't do this and I can't do that. Why? Because my family are a family of alcohol. My father is the first generation Pentecostal. My mom and dad is not Pentecostal. My parents are not apostolic. Who gives a flying rip? I'll tell you what God has already done for you. He's changed your identity. God has already put his name upon you and God will prevail. Somebody shout hallelujah. Woo. Oh my Lord and my God. So look at what's going on here. He starts using his name and his family as an excuse not to do it. And when reality, he's literally saying, I can do this because I'm from the family who can prevail. Now look at this. The angel changes his identity from a warrior to a warrior. The angel is changing his identity by speaking into him words that will help him change how he's thinking and change how he feels about himself. Somebody got to hear me because I believe God's been speaking into us and trying to change some of our thinking because God has a plan for the palace of praise. The angel looks at him and he's making all these excuses. I'm all this family, I'm poor, I'm, I'm good for nothing, I'm a low down scum, I don't believe in here. I'm just... And again, God just ignores all of his excuses and says, you're going to do what I told you to do because I've already, I've already changed your identity to a winner from a loser. I've already changed your identity from being controlled by fear to working in faith. I've already, God's saying, I've already seen what you're going. I've already seen what you're going to become. Somebody needs to understand, folks. I'm going to show you something in the latter part of this verse. You need to understand, God is seeing some of us different than we're seeing ourselves. We're worried. We're being controlled by fear. We're afraid to go here and go there and do this and do that. But God's looking down and saying, hey, I got something else in mind for you. I'm not allowing you to be driven into a corner by fear. I want you to come out in faith in me to realize you're a warrior for the kingdom of God. I got things for you to do. I got places I want you to go. I got souls that I want you to win. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Jesus. 
thank God for his word. He's speaking into our lives. But here it is, God speaks unto him and God gives a word unto Gideon. And then you would think, then Gideon was like, oh, yes, God, thank you now, God. Oh, yes, God, I received that. Boom, let's go do it, God. Yes, yes. Why? Because God works a miracle right there. He brings out the food, the stuff, and puts it on the stone. The angel reaches out with his little staff and boom, it changes right there. Boom. And Gideon's still like, oh, I don't know, man, if it's really God or not. Can I ask you, how many miracles is God going to have to do before we realize he's really God? How many times is he going to have to provide for you? How many times is he going to have to heal you? How many times is he going to have... Has anybody seen in the last six months the working of God in your life? How many of you in the last six months, you are seeing where God has either touched you or touched your family or kept one of your family members alive? Miracle working of God. Yet we stand back and wonder if, hey, I wonder how this thing is going to turn out. Seriously? You're worried about how this thing is going to turn out? God has everything in control. And God is trying to change the mindset of us. And here he is. Oh, God, I'm not really sure if it's really you going to. I don't really know if that was really your word and stuff. I know I've seen all the hokey pokey stuff that was done there, and I know that, God, but I'm not really sure. So I don't know why God does this. It seems like he would just say, okay, you're a nut. Get me another one. Or angel, I told you to go somewhere. It's not that nut there. He don't have any sense. But God didn't kick him out. Because here comes, now then, Gideon says, now I'm going to put God on a trial. This is what happens. I'm going to put God on a trial. Who in the world are you, Gideon? Who do you think you are putting God on a trial? Okay, God, here's what we're going to do now. If this is really you, God, this is what we're going to do now. <clears throat> you ready, God? This is what we're going to do, God. See, I'm going to lay down this little feast on the ground, God, and then here's what I want you to do, God. <clears throat> I want you to make sure it stays dry and all the ground then, it's wet. Okay, God, do that for me, and then if you do that, God, I'm going to know that's you, God. Puts the fleece down, goes in, comes back the next day, and guess what happened? Surprise! <laughs> it's exactly the way he wanted it. Now you're convinced, right, Gideon? Grab the sword and take off. Well, God, I'm, you know, that could have been a freak accident, you know. God, I don't know. <laughs> Why? Because we can reason away the miraculous power of God working in our lives. We can reason away what God's been doing in our lives for the last six months and years, two years, three years at the palace of praise and say maybe that's not really God. So he goes again, okay God, <clears throat> just in case, let's try it again. So this time God, I'm going to put down the fleece and I want you to make sure that thing is soaking wet and the ground is all dry around it because we're going to try to throw you a curve God so you can do that, Okay. <laughs> So he goes to bed and comes back the next day. Whoa! Guess what? Surprise! The fleece is wet. The ground is dry. Now, oh, now I know he's going to grab the sword and go, oh, yes, watch out, here I come. But God said it's one man, and here comes that one man. I'm going to kill all of you suckers. Nope. You think that by now the warrior has become a warrior. But the warrior is still worrying about everything. He's still got all this fear in his life. God's saying, man, this guy is a knuckleheaded. Can anybody relate to what I'm saying today? I know I can, and my wife can, because she lives with me. Can I tell you, and I said it last week, 
The Lord has put us through the grinder, put some of you through the grinder, put some of you through the press, and is literally wringing you out. He doesn't do that to destroy us, but to make us what we need to be to fulfill his will. We are controlled at times by anxiety. Several of us have been. But God's saying, I can't get you to be the warrior until you lay aside this anxiety and worry about everything. Why? Worry is rooted in self-preservation. Gotta make sure I'm taking care of myself. God says, I must die that he will increase. God says you've got to lay down your life so he can do the work. He can't, you can't be the warrior until you quit worrying about this flesh. You're saying that's not what I'm worried about. I'm worried about my finances. Well, why are you worrying about your finances? Well, I'm worried about if I get COVID, I'm going to die. You know what? I think there's a God in heaven who's going to let you die, not die, one second before you're supposed to die. You're not going to live one second longer than you're supposed to live, and you're not going to die one second sooner than God wants you to die. Now, I'm not asking you to go out here and walk on the I-5 and stand in the middle of the street and see if you can get hit by a semi-truck because that's going to be your moment to die right there. No moment sooner or later. You're gone right there. Roadkill. But I'm here to tell you, if we just go through life doing what we're supposed to, God is going to take care of us because God has a plan for everybody that's in the house. God has something he wants done in the kingdom of God. So you would think now, okay, all your worries are gone, all your fears are gone, and now you are ready to go forward into battle and to win a mighty battle. Are you ready, Gideon? Yes. Are you ready, Gideon? Yes. Are you ready, Gideon? Oh, I'm ready, God. Still not happening. It's, it's pitiful. Everybody say, that's pitiful. Just pitiful. And again, God chooses the weakest vessels at times to do the mightiest stuff. Some of you say, oh, man, I just can't do that. I'm not. Guess what? You are a prime candidate. <laughs> you better watch out when you say, I'm, I'm, I'm worthless. I'm useless. Good. God can use that kind of material. It's a person thinks they can do everything on their own. It's a danger. So this guy thinking he can't do anything feared by, controlled by fear. My God has a way of changing your anxieties and your fear to faith. Now, this is funny. God's just did this whole hocus-pocus thing for him here with the fleece and doing all that kind of stuff. Let me put it another way. God has just literally controlled all of nature and the universe. Do you hear me? God just revealed, I'm controlling the dew. God, if you can, why are you making it rain in Oregon so much? Anyway, okay, forget it. The dew... He's controlling the dew and where it falls and where it does not fall. He's controlling everything. He just revealed, I'm the God who controls the universe. You would think by now, Gideon's getting the picture and saying, hey, then God can do anything. But this is so interesting now. God says, you know what? We're going to need something else for you. Somebody hear me. I need to give you something else, Gideon. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to sneak down to the tents of the Midianites and Amalekites and the children of the east, and I want you to listen. Now, this is so interesting what the Word of God says. The Word of God says this. If you are afraid, take your servant with you. Go read it. It's in your little book. God tells him to do it, and he said, but if you're afraid, 
take your servant. The very next verse says this. Gideon and his servant. I'm not making this stuff up, Bo. It's right in the book. A guy that's standing behind the thing, still controlled by fear. A man that now sees this happen, still controlled by fear and worry. He's watching God work miraculously and controlling even nature itself, and he still got fear in his life. He had an angel tell him, you're a mighty warrior, but he doesn't believe in himself. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost, and you don't know where I'm going, but I'm doing, I am getting excited. So he says, okay, come on, Bubba. We got to sneak down there. Did I happen to mention that I preached last Sunday about being overwhelmed? Did anybody remember that? Do you know what the Bible describes those guys he's going down to see? They were like grasshoppers covering the earth. I think that might qualify for maybe being overwhelmed. Would you kind of agree with me there? That might be your point to agree with me in this whole sermon right there. Is they're like, they're overwhelmed. He's heading down to an enemy that has overwhelmed them. Do you know what the first part of Judges chapter 6 was talking about? Looting. They were down looting from them everything that God... Are you ready for this? I'm going to come back to this. Get this. Why was Gideon behind the wine press at that time? Why was he there? I'll tell you why. Because the only time you're going to thresh the wheat is at the time of harvest. The timing of God, God showed up when it was harvest time. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody. Somebody got to start looking in the physical and look in the spiritual and see the correlation that's being made here in the spirit. God shows up when he's in the middle of the harvest. He's separating the wheat. And now here they go. It's all according to the timing of God. Shh. Be quiet. Your ankles are popping. Because he's still scared. So he gets down there. You hear anything? I can't hear anything because you're shaking too much. Okay. Stop shaking. So he's listening. And along comes two armed guards from the camp. And they start giving this dream. I had a dream last night. You had a dream? Yeah. And he gives the dream. And as soon as everybody say the enemy spoke, God then spoke unto Gideon and gave him the understanding of the dream. And the understanding was this. That is about Gideon and the children of Israel and they're about to conquer and win this battle. The Bible says Gideon and his servant, they're going to sneak away, but they sneak away, and then the Bible says they worship the Lord. Woo! Thank you, God, for what you just said. We are in a spiritual battle in the Aloha, Beaverton, Portland area like nowhere else in this country. We're in the news every single day of the week. 
We are in the news. Over 100 days now, there's been unrest in the city of Portland. I've got pastors that have called me saying, hey, we're praying for you there in that Portland area because of the spirits you're having to fight. Honey, we're in the middle of hell itself right now. But I'm telling you what God is trying to say. I'm speaking to you in the time of harvest. I'm giving you a visitation in the time of harvest. It's a according to my will. Come on, this is the time of harvest for the palace of praise. God has given us a visitation because God has a work for us to do. God wants to see people baptized in the name of Jesus. God wants to see people filled with the Holy Ghost by the evidence of, come on, somebody give a shout out to God if you believe what I'm preaching right now. Woo, come on, shout unto the Lord and let him know. Woo. Mm. You ready? You ready for this? If this church could ever hear what they're saying in the enemy camp, we would have so much faith. It would transform you, transform you from a person who's always worrying to a person that is full of faith and a warrior for the kingdom of God. If you understood why I felt like I've overwhelmed and why I've been fighting so hard spiritually and why I looked at my wife and said, after 35 years, my God, why am I fighting with this junk now? And why is it tormenting me now? Because the enemy is unleashing every devil in hell, every spirit of the darkness against truth because it's harvest time. He's trying to get us to see what is not there and be controlled by fear. But thank God, I want to hear what they're saying about our victory. Oh, somebody shout unto the Lord. Somebody shout unto the Lord. Woo! Hallelujah! <coughs> oh my God, I feel the Holy Ghost in the house. <coughs> Hear me, church. I'm going to finish this message. If we could simply hear what the devils and the spirits that are battling in this area are saying about our church. I believe the spirits are saying, hey, we better unleash everything we got. We better give it our best shot. Why? Because there's going to be a lease unleashing of warriors. Warriors, prayer warriors, soul winning warriors. Come on, saints of God that are no longer going to be controlled by fear and worry, but I'm going to be transformed into a warrior for the kingdom of God. The captain of my salvation is leading me forward into victory. Woo! Oh, my God. Listen to me. You've got to be seated. Look at what he's saying. He's about to separate now. He's about to separate the people and he was going to change and choose who they're going to go. 32,000 and God says, you got too many because it's not by might nor by power but by the Spirit of God. He doesn't need 32,000. He just needs one man who knows he's a warrior because he said, you're going to be as one man. Why? Because you've got to have the spirit of a man of valor. Not, I'm not talking about gender. I'm talking about attitude of being willing to fight whatever we need to do to get the victory. God says, you've got too many. Now look at how God separates them. God speaks into Gideon. He says, this is what we're going to do for our first filter to decide who's about to go fight this thing. He said, here's the first filter. Ready? I want you to tell all those that are 
fearful. Get their carcass on back home. Or let me put it another way. I want you to tell all those people that are allowing their past experiences for the last seven years and their present circumstances and situations dictate how they feel and how their emotions are. Because that's exactly what was going on. They were fearful because of what has been happening to them for the last several months and years. And he says, those that are allowing their past and their present circumstances to dictate who they are and how they think, send them home because I don't need them. Now then, he says, that's filter one. Now we got 10,000. We got to get it on down because that's way too many. What are you serious, God? 10,000, we won't get more? Yeah, got to get it down. So how are we going to do this, God? Look at what he does next. God sends them down for the water test. And when they get down to the water test, can I say this? God did not eliminate them because God does not eliminate someone who wants to be a part of the army of God. You ready? They eliminated themselves. I'm preaching. They eliminate themselves. Well, pastor, come on. They, he didn't eliminate themselves. Yes, they did. How did they do it? By the choices they made. Gideon never said, do it this way, do it that way or not. He said, go get water. They go down to the water. God, what? God just provided the test. They had to make the right choices. I'm preaching. So now they go down and they got a choice. There's one way I can do it and get down like this and go. Like some people I've seen eaten in a restaurant before you're 10 feet away and you're getting stuff all over you that sounds good over there and they're lapping it up or the one that kneels down did I say kneel oh you mean get on my knee cups of water in their hand and drinks it what's the difference between these the 300 and the 9,700 the choice they made. This pandemic has been separating people. This pandemic's been separating people, not because God's trying to eliminate you, but God's letting you make your own choices. And through your own choices, you're deciding whether you're going to be a, to join up with a warrior and go forward and be in the initial thing, or if you're just going to be in the reserves and come up later after it's all done. But you've got to make up your mind. Come on, tell you what. Every choice is important. See, listen to this. This is what this whole story tells me is the importance that God puts on us being mentally or psychologically and also emotionally ready for the battle. Look at what he did in working on Gideon to get him what? Mentally prepared and emotionally prepared for the battle. I'm going to tell you what, if you want to be used by God, you better make sure you make the right choices. If you want to be used by God and going along with the warrior who's about to bring and be a part of this revival and harvest, you better start making every day and every choice important in your life. You need to be prayerful on your knees, seeking the face of God and make sure you're in tune with the Spirit of God. Why? Every choice 
matters, folks. Was the 9,700 bad people? No, they just made the wrong choice in that moment of time or in that test. God, I don't know which way I should walk. I don't know what I should do, but I'm trusting you, God. Lead me where I need to go. Help me with every decision I make. Help me to choose right, God, over wrong and do what is right in the day in which we live. Now, this is so interesting to me. Here it is. God has separated him, and now he says, take these 300, and we're going to go down there, and we're going to fight. Now, look, he goes down to the enemy, and he hears what the enemy's got to say. He hears the word, and again, we need to hear what the enemy's saying because, man, I'm going to tell you what, we can see by what he's doing, but we also need to know they are attacking us because he's trying to stop us. He goes back now. He worshiped the Lord, the Bible says, and then he turns to the people, not after the, the Lord said, you're a mighty man of warrior, mighty man of valor and a warrior, not after the fleece. One, not after the fleece. Twice, he doesn't say it. And now he goes down and hears what the enemy is saying. He comes away rejoicing. And now he looks at those 300 people and he says this, God will put them in our hands and deliver them into our hands. It was when he heard what the enemy was saying about them and understood, ready? The climate that, and the atmosphere that was working in that moment, he understood they are out to destroy us but greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but he has given me a, oh, come on. But he has given me what? Power and love and a what? Sound mind. I'm not going to be controlled by fear. I'm not going to be worried. I'm going to let God transform me into a warrior for the kingdom of God. I'm going to become a soul winner for the kingdom of God. Woo! Now all of a sudden God has transformed that mind of Gideon. Now he's not saying, well, you know what? He, God's already given him an identity and God's already given you an identity. And God now has taken away from him that pitchfork that was in his hand and now has replaced it with a sword. He goes back and he says, now let's go get him because God's about to deliver him into our hands. Let's go get him. So he takes those 300 people and they go there. He says, now what? Keep the light hid took the picture and put the light in there, put the candle. He says, now keep the light hid. If this gospel is hid, it's hid because God has blinded the eyes. Read your book, folks. He says, but at the same time, the light is hid. Make sure you got the sword in your hand. Why? Because we're prepared for battle. Wait a minute, wait, wait. I mean the trumpet in our hand. Wait a minute. God, can you tell me, uh, is that really <clears throat> what a mighty warrior does? It takes a pitcher, puts a light inside it, and closes it up, and then grabs a trumpet and goes walking. <laughs> See, the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal. It makes no sense what God's going to do, but we got to start making the right choices because I'm going to tell you, there are some people sitting here that do not have the baptism of the Holy Ghost but think they do. 
I know because I've been praying and God's been giving me your name. And folks, I've been praying for you to try to, God will intercede in where you are. You do not have the Holy Ghost. You think you have the Holy Ghost. But fear is paralyzing you and you're being overwhelmed by influences in your life. You are letting people speak things into your life that is not according to the will of God. People that are full of sin and people that are full of fear and people that are full of, have no faith in God whatsoever. And that's what's being speaking into your life in the last, I preached it last Sunday and that overwhelming some of you to the point is you're not full of the Holy Ghost when was the last time you spoke in tongues when was the last time you prayed until you broke forward and just began to speak in tongues? I'm telling you what, it should shake you to the very soles of your feet and saying, my Lord and my God, it's been way too long since I spoke in tongues. If you are ever going to be a warrior and stop being controlled by fear and sin, you better wake up today and get a hold of God and say, God, I'm not going to let you go until you change my identity, God. I want you, God, to let me know, God, that you prevail and you're going to prevail in my life. You hear me today? Some of you are not going to be in the battle. You know why you're not going to be in this initial battle of the soul winning? It's because of the choices that you're making right now that God is putting you through the test with right now. There are tests that God has brought you to the water and tests you with. You are failing them and somebody else is still staying on their knees. Somebody else is still staying on their knees. Somebody else is still staying on their knees when you're laying on your faith. My God! is able to do something in your life to transform you and give you a new identity, folks. Woo! And there they go up there and all of a sudden then, whew. do you realize who was the first one to blow the trumpet? The blowing of the trumpet was done by Gideon, the warrior first. Look back at the first of it. You know how he got those 32,000 there? He blew the trumpet. He was the first one to blow the trumpet. Before the 300 ever blow the trumpet, the leader blew the trumpet. And I believe God's been giving me the anointing and preaching. He's been giving me the anointing and reaching out to some of you and giving an anointing. What? To break some things and call you to a place in God. But now it's up to some of you to stop being worry warts and start being warriors. You've got to get over your fear or you're going to be part of the ones that are sent home. And some of you have got to start making the right choices so you can be a part of the 300 that God's going to let you start teaching Bible studies. God's going to start letting you pray for your co-worker and they're going to receive the Holy Ghost on the job. God's about to give some of you the ability to be able to pray and see people heal. It's Hey, folks, we can't bring them to the house of God like we used to. That means we got to take it out there. We got to take it to them. Hear me today. God allowed the enemy to totally surround Gideon on every side. And then guess what God does? God has brought the enemy around them. That's a God thing. God let it happen. But then look what God did. God didn't say, here's what we're going to happen. You stay right where you are. No, God says, now I want you to go. You ready? And 300, they estimate there was 135 to 150,000 of the other group. He says, I want you to take the 300 and go surround them. Huh, water in my ear, God. Well, let me get this straight. You said, you want me to take this 300 and go surround 135,000? Are you serious, God? Yeah. So go surround them. So they go surround them. Ready? They didn't need them to be outnumbering them. They just needed to obey. 
the plan of God. Somebody hearing me? So God puts one here, and God puts one here, and God puts one here, till they're all circling around the mountains are the high point because God has given them the high ground in this fight and puts them all up there on the hill, each one position. Now, Gideon and his 300 are completely encircling 135,000. You would say to yourself, that still don't look fair to me. But you've got to figure in, God has now transformed them through a series of things from a bunch of scaredy cats to warriors that will obey him. Can me tell you something? You don't need all power in heaven and earth and be able to turn water into wine and walk on water to do what God wants you to do. All you need to do is be obedient, be where God wants you to be and do what God wants you to do. And God can be able to do the rest. Ready? He gets everybody where he wants them to be. And those 300 men had obeyed Gideon, the warrior, and exactly what he was told to do. He says, now what I want you to do is, the light has been hid for, um, the light has been hid for a while, but when the light comes, when the light is shined, it's going to do something to the enemy of darkness. That nothing, oh my God, somebody needs to hear this preacher man today and realize what's going on in the spirit realm. He said, I want you to take those pictures that have been hiding the light. The things, let me tell you something. The gospel has been the greatest secret in the Aloha Beaverton area. The baptism of the Holy Ghost is one of the best kept secrets in the Aloha Beaverton area. The outpouring of the Spirit of God is one of the best kept secrets in Portland, folks. But it has been a secret. But I believe God gave me a word for the palace of pray. But not only the palace of pray, but also for Brother Dallas Brock and Brother Wiggins and Brother Hoffman, Brother William, Brother Barbosa and all of the ministers around me. God is giving me a word for you. God has said that word, that light has been in that picture for too long. What I want you to do now is I want you to break the picture and let the light be dispelled so the enemy can see the light and let it see that it's where I want it woo, to be and let the light shine forth. Woo! God's about to unleash the message of the oneness of God. God's about to unleash the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ in the Aloha Beaverton area and in the Portland area. Oh, my God. Woo! Hallelujah! Woo! Stand to your feet. I'm almost done. Here's what's happening. They bust in and the light shines. You'd think that's enough. No, it's not enough. Look back at Psalm. When you start to read Psalm, God speaks unto them and he says, you know what I want you to do? I want you to get those brass instruments and I want you to blow them. Are they going to send out a message? Yeah, they're going to send out a message, a message of praise. They're going to be the voice of God and every one of those sounds when they blow, they're going to do something to the enemy. Oh my God, something to the enemy that you couldn't do in yourself as 300 men. What he was saying is, break the light. Break the picture that's been hiding the God. Folks, we have been hiding this thing too much at the palace of praying. We've been keeping the secret of the Holy Ghost too much. But God is telling us we need to get bold. Quit worrying. Quit being controlled by fear. And let's get on God's side. It's time that some of you break the picture of fear and let the light go forth. And then, as the Bible says, let Judah go up. It's time you grab the trumpet, begin to blow, and let the 
rejoicing of God be heard in the valley against the enemy of our soul. Oh, somebody shout unto God. Woo! Woo! My Lord and my God. Woo! 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 Somebody hear me? They didn't even have to touch the sword. But the Bible says the sword of Gideon is against you. What? The warrior now has traded that pitchfork of fear for a sword of faith. And look at what happened. The battle is not ours. The battle is the Lord's. The souls are not mine. The souls are the Lord. And look at what God did. Not one of those men ever dirtied their hands in the battle physically. All they had to do is let the light shine and blow the trumpet of praise and let the sound that God wanted to be heard, heard. And the Bible says, hear me, that God turned the enemy one against another. God allowed them to turn against each my God, somebody hear the message today. God literally allowed the enemy to destroy itself and bring victory unto the children of Israel. Honey, we're battling some spirits in this area, but I got a God that if the church would wake up and start reaching for souls, if we would start praying, if we would start praising, my God, I'll take care of the enemy. My God, I'll take care of the enemy. My God will take care of the enemy. Somebody right now needs to lift your head and let God know, I want to be a part, God. I want to be a part, God, of the work of the Lord in the Aloha Beaverton area. Oh, somebody right now, lift your hands in faith. Say, God, don't pass me by. God, use me for your glory. God, help me, Lord, with my fear and with my doubting God. Come on. I feel faith being released in the house right now. I feel faith being released in the house right now. Come on, somebody needs to pray until you begin to speak in other tongues. Come on, children. Come on, young people. God wants to use you mightily for the kingdom of God. Come on, I believe Bible studies are coming our way. We can't bring them to the house of God, but we're going to the enemy's camp and bring back what the enemy stole from us. Woo! Oh, come on, in the Holy Ghost, somebody pray right now. Somebody in the Holy Ghost, seek after God. Somebody see how God sees you and quit seeing yourself through the eyes of your flesh. Woo, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost in the house. I believe some people are changing from warriors to warriors. I believe some people are changing from warriors to warriors today. God is transforming your mind and heart right now. Woo, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. 
Come on, I need somebody to step up and let the light start shining in your life. I need some soul winner who are going to get on fire for God. I need some praisers and prayers that have never been like it before at the palace of prayer. I need intercessor that knows how to get a hold of God. We need to release the light, God. If you need the Holy Ghost right now, all you have to do is repent of your sin and God will fill you with a baptism of the Holy Ghost right now. You need to pray until you begin to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gives you utterance because you are being overwhelmed. But God wants to give you victory today. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, I feel people praying, but we need more pray. Come on, some of you are giving up too soon. You haven't even broken the picture yet. You haven't let your light out yet. You haven't had a change of mind and spirit yet. You need God to do something in you. Why aren't you witnessing to your coworker? Why aren't you bold enough to pray for somebody in the supermarket? Why? Because we are being controlled by fear. God wants us to increase in faith. Woo! God's given you a new name. The name of Jesus. You're a part of a family that's victorious. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, we need to keep praying. Come on, we need to keep praying. Come on, some of you got family members. God's going to do a work, but you got to let God change you first. Are you sick of them stealing from you? Are you sick of what they're taking from you? Are you sick of the things that stole from your family? Then my God, release yourself into the hand of God. Oh, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Come on, there's some people praying, but I need more of you to pray right now. I need some of you fathers and mothers to really get a hold of God because you are totally unaware of some of the things your kids are battling with right now. You're totally unaware that the enemy's trying to bind them and they're controlling them through their own fear. You need to get a release in your own life so God can move through you and let there be a release in your home. Come on, I need some parents that have been overwhelmed to get a hold of God. My wife and I have been overwhelmed, but We've got to get a hold of God like we never got a hold of God before. Woo, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Release it, oh, Lord Jesus, in your house, oh, God, today. Hallelujah. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. 
Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus. You, oh God, are worthy. You, oh God, are worthy. You, oh God, are worthy. Lord, I praise you, God. I lift you up, God. I magnify you today, Lord. There is no one like you, Lord. You have done mightily, oh God, among your people, Lord. God, give me souls, Lord, I pray, God. Lead me to those that need a Bible study, Lord. Give me those, God, that need, oh Lord, Jesus' prayer. And give me boldness in the Holy Ghost, God, to recognize the time of harvest and recognize, God, you're speaking, Lord, unto us to change our identity at the palace of prayer unto a mighty soul winning forth through the power of the Holy Ghost, Lord Jesus. Woo, Jesus, 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 Jesus. My God, you are more than able. My God, you are more than able. My God, you are more than able. Oh, God, you are more than able. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, come on. Woo, I feel something moving in the Holy Ghost right now. Oh, some of you intercede right now because we need break.